You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04am and it has come time for our next quiz question. The other ones were short. This one's a little bit longer yeah. this time. So that means you guys have to be listening this morning. Here we go. It's simply this. Before becoming a prophet, Amos had two jobs. One was a dresser of a a sycamore or fig trees. So, you know, he went and pruned and dressed and whatnot. What was his other profession? Again, this is before becoming a prophet. So this guy's a bit, you know, a bit multi-talented, doing some, doing some epic, uh, well, some, some landscaping work, but he had, he had another role too. If you know the answer to this one, 0491064669 is the number to call. And if you answer this text or this, I should say you can text us at that number. If you answer this question with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight. We'll give that one to you absolutely for free. So 0491-064-669, of course. You've got to get in for the draw. It'll be drawn on Friday at 8.45 a.m. But hey, again, before becoming a prophet, Amos had two jobs. One was a dresser of a sycamore, you know, fig trees, and the other what was that other profession? Let mm. us know. 0491-064-669. And, hey, we've had a pattern this morning. We've been giving some clues. What's the yeah. clue we're going to give for this one? Uh, he was obviously a prophet. <laughs> and, well, I don't know. I just, I just like talking about this guy. He, he, like, before he was a prophet, unlike you know, he didn't necessarily grow up in a school of the prophets. He didn't come from noble lineage. He was working a job. That if, if that I was outdoors. Clue, How about something it was, like it was, it was outdoors, outdoors, and it was it was quite popular in Israel. In fact, absolutely, and they, still is. They were disdained by the Egyptians for being this thing. Back if you if you read Genesis <laughs> and Exodus, there's some disdain that comes from the Egyptians because they're like, oh, they work this occupation, which was seen as a bit lowly. In uh, and also it's a popular pop. It, I, I don't know if I would say popular. It's an occupation in Australia that's that's well known. We have a big industry for this. So hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text. If you this worked morning. it out from that cryptic thing, you've done really well. <laughs> We're giving more clues, but then it's like, is this, I was gonna say, is this has, contributing in any way, or is yeah, it just confusing no, people? No, no. Well, we've had some answers coming through, but I'm not sure it was from your clues. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Hey, wasn't that so good with Renee doing on the natural remedies? Just fantastic stuff on natural remedies. And she says, look at the whole person and the whole lifestyle. Mm. And, you know, about the prevention as well as, you know, rather than with the cure, Mm. like if there's a problem, don't reach out for the medical stuff necessarily the first thing. She did say there's a space for it. But, of course, the natural remedies are so important. She says eight or nine times out of ten it actually works. And, Mm. you know, I I grew up in a home where mum was very much into natural remedies, of course, uh, growing a huge veggie patch as well, doing lots of juicing. Mm. Yeah, doing the whole throat thing of putting putting the cloth around around your your yeah. your, your neck instead of having like the throaties and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love she says you know even with a fever, it's, it's a natural response to actually destroy the pathogen pathogen. But she says allow the body's natural processes to work as much as possible. And she says you know prevention, you know, in optimizing the body system. So yeah, have good nutrition, good sleep, exercise regularly. But then if something actually happens, try reach for the natural sorts of things um be careful i guess where and how you try some of those Mm. things but the thing is you know natural things can't really 
hurt you as such, like herbs and yeah. and hydrotherapy. What a range of things you can do with water. She just listed this whole long list, didn't mm. she? And I got to vouch for Renee as well because I, I know her and her husband and yeah, her kids they're great, quite, aren't quite they? well. They attended the church that I was previously attending and I saw them a couple of weeks ago out at the Newcastle University Church there when I went to preach. And I've been out to their home a number of times. They yes, live on a beautiful piece beautiful of property. property. And they've got the kids they're working in the garden, yep. playing with like they've the so the kids have like well they, they've got all kinds of they've got a range of animals there. The kids have like their personal pets, which are like pet rats, and then they have a community of chickens and all this kind they've of got stuff. A horse. And and I see like these mm. kids growing up, country living, country natural living. remedies, like like for the kids and for her and her husband as well. Like mm. they are living a lifestyle that is making the best use of the resources that. God has given us the natural yes. resources. And so yes, they are much. like the pinnacle of health and like health and education, all those things that <laughs> their kids are smart and cool and, and you know, they're, they're healthy. Like it's, I, I see their situation. And I'm like, wow, that is that is a real model for living. And Absolutely, so, they're modelling it to their kids, aren't they? They're right. not just saying like, this is what you do, but they're actually living it. Yeah, and I love they're, that. They're incredibly healthy as well. Absolutely. Like, so I'm like, healthy. yeah, I'll, I'll listen to Renee. Yeah. Renee. Renee has some good stuff to say. <laughs> I'll listen to her. And yeah, it's it's fantastic as well because natural remedies often, like you said, wrapping the uh, the 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 hot towel around the uh, neck and whatnot. Uh, yeah, yeah. One thing that is fantastic about a lot of natural remedies is their lack of cost mm. because cost in yes. the pharmaceutical and mm. medical space is a huge issue. Now, here in Australia, because of Medicare and government subsidy and whatnot, we're quite privileged in the in the medical space. I picked up some, like, medication. And I'm taking some medication that is, like, uh, it's it's restricted so it's it's like you know it's not just sold over the counter. You need a prescription to be able to to use it. This type of medication, if to get it in the United States, I think is is maybe a thousand dollars a month or something like that. But for me, I, I picked up a a script with a c- couple of repeats, and then and then picking up my script as well that'll last me over a month for thirty three bucks. And wow. so we are a bit privileged here in Australia in terms mm. that we have a bit of a easy easier access to pharmaceuticals but that being said does that mean yeah we should just be all in on pharmaceuticals absolutely not we have amazing natural remedies that will be more cost effective but also better for us in the long run and god's designs i love how she said god's designed our bodies you know um for for you know with our immune system that we actually give it opportunities so Mm. she's saying let's go the way that god's actually designed us as much as possible i love Mm. that hey it's come time for us to move into our bible study time today and of course this week we're actually looking at mission to the unreached part two last week was part one unpacking about paul and others uh looking in um in in the book of acts and places like that and so yesterday we actually looked at jesus taking the disciples to tyre and sidon and of course you know basically the whole theme of that was that he was preparing them to actually go and be cross-cultural mm. you know i love the fact that you know jesus is is about everyone being saved about everyone knowing about the story of salvation and about everyone coming to jesus that he wants none to be lost he wants all to be saved and everyone mm. to have eternal life and so it's that whole thing about going across cultures, going to other nations and not just staying to themselves because the Jews by that stage, when Jesus came, that was just sticking very much to themselves. Mm. And we've had that. You know, I, I remember in my early years when I was growing up, 
um, in the in the in the church, you know, in my in my early Christian walk, I tended to only mix with those that were of the like sure. faith, of like faith, and and it was like I was being challenged in my mind to step out of yeah. that. And the exciting thing is that when you rub shoulders with everyone, we all grow in that space. But yeah. more than that, we just see how God changes our personal lives but other people's lives as well don't yeah. don't you love that yeah i love what you said there we all grow we all grow we all grow now yeah. i think maybe some of the anxieties that are there with particularly for young people and from i think from a parent's perspective as well like rubbing shoulders with people of other backgrounds mm. it's like oh will this negatively affect or influence my kid out of their faith and that's that's a that's a huge question to ask and i've talked to parents who feel that way that oh you know i sent my kid to christian education because i don't want them to stop being christian and you know they can have better influences but i feel like when we go into those spaces convicted uh when we go into those spaces you know following the lord like it helps us to grow so much i i come from a non-christian background i grew up in a very secular background going to a christian school so i was rubbing shoulders with christians and i was the bad influence like 100 percent, i'll admit it and that's sad uh, i was i was a i was the non-christian influences in those spaces i was very positively impacted by christians growing up but then now as i've been a christian since uh, i'm 18 I-, I was 18 when i got baptized i'm 25 now it is very i can see that it's quite easy for me or it could be quite easy to become a little bit recluse mm. into the Christian community. At the moment, I go to a Christian university uh, that's attached to a Christian church and whatnot. And it's like, oh, man, I can just be fully fully surrounded by these people that are like-minded in, in what I believe. But it's actually fantastic for us, as you said, to grow when we interact with people outside. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 and so let's take a look at Jesus and the example that he gave because I yeah. love what you said from your own personal life with that and that we've got to be careful that you know that we don't don't get just caught up in our own faith community or with the friends that we have but that Jesus is our example mm. of actually taking mission to to you know thousands of people mm. and when you think of big places we think also of the urban areas you know the cities sure. but you know all areas whether it's rural or city areas everyone needs to hear about Jesus and so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 to 38 yeah. and of course we always say here we like to read straight from God's word so it's it's not what Lawson or Danuta says, who or anyone else that's on the on the show at the time. We actually say, what is in God's word? So mm. we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38, please. Okay, verse 35, the Bible says this, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Mm, interesting passage, isn't mm. it? Because it starts off Jesus going about to all the cities and villages, and then it talks about compassion, and then it talks about a harvest. Yeah. So let's unpack some of this, because then we also got another further passage that we're going to go to to tie it with this. Mm. But what do we see here? With Jesus. Yeah, well, 
he is going to, and I love this, it just says, he, in my Bible, he went about all the cities and the villages. He is making a round through the region of Judea, which yeah. even at this time, like, and this is something we've talked about on The Breakfast Show, despite Israel's deep isolationist tendencies, simultaneously... Jerusalem was one of the biggest economies in the ancient Roman Empire, mm. and that was because of the temple. Yeah. The temple brought in so much money, so that's why when you read it, it's like, man, there's so many Romans here. It's like they they had a very much had a vested interest in being involved in the situation that was happening in Jerusalem yeah. and Judea because there was so much money to be made there. Also, the Sea of Galilee was a fishing, you know, a, a fishing sea where they would make lots of money and whatnot. And so that attracted lots of foreigners lots of foreigners to this area and there's a yep. number of these cities that we read about whether it's nazareth or bethlehem and they were on strategic routes for the romans and so there would be so much interaction happening with yes different jews in these cities but also all different people like this isn't Judea was not a remote community. It was the basically the center of Europe, Africa, and Asia, and mm-hmm. people would be going through it all the time. And so mm-hmm. as Jesus is going and, and healing and teaching and whatnot for the disciples themselves, they would have been exposed to interacting with these different people from different people groups. And I got to say, like, this would be such a beneficial experience for the disciples. They when we're talking about growing, yeah. they would have grown so much from this. So much. Because they would have seen, okay, how does Jesus interact with all these different types of people from the royal to the marginalized, from the European to the African to the Asian? Like it's it's powerful. Absolutely. And with that, and with that, I love what you're saying because so many were coming to there. And it says, but when it says, when he saw the multitudes Mm. in verse 36, that he was moved with compassion for Mm. them. Compassion of, you know, what, what is compassion? Compassion, of course, is when somebody actually has, um, you know, a a heart or concern for somebody that's, that's misfortunate, Mm. you know, uh, for their misfortune or for the way they're suffering and Mm. things like that. And has compassion for them and, and is selfless. We mm. so often say here about how Jesus, you know, was and is selfless and the fact that when we allow Jesus to come into our lives, that and he transforms us. We see the importance, you know, and that that selflessness that we are to have towards other people comes through from Jesus, because mm. we of ourselves can't. Because our sinful nature is to be selfish, mm. selfish. So we're always fighting against selfishness, right? But yeah. here he has compassion for them, and it says multitudes. So we don't know the numbers, but we know multitudes means like loads and loads and loads and loads of people. Mm. And the verse before that, though, thirty-five, it's actually said. And this is what the 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 disciples would have seen. Jesus was modeling it, not because he was wanting it just to model it to them, because but that was who he was, right? Mm. But it says here he was preaching, he was teaching, and he was healing. Mm. Those are the three key things of his ministry. Yeah, and I, I love that the outcome of this. It's it, and this is kind of revealed a little bit in the in the condition that he diagnoses them with. He's like. They were weary and they were scattered. Yes. Now, this could have been in a physical sense or maybe a a, a cultural sense. We talked about the fact Mm. that Judea was 
a place where so many different people from different cultures would have been would have been there, and he, and he would have seen that. But simultaneously, in a spiritual sense as well, a scatteredness or a distance from God, and so his oh paganism in those areas was huge. Yeah, that's right? right. Yeah. So his preaching of the gospel, his healing every sickness and every disease amongst the people, this compassion would have led to a closeness toward God yes. and a unity amongst the people. And I feel like that selfishness and and the feeling sometimes of like, oh, how can I actually, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever felt this, or maybe our listeners have felt this before, have felt maybe unequipped or maybe lacking some sense of understanding of, man, how can I like actually reach people? Like how can I positively benefit people? How how can my influence actually lead them to Christ? How do I stop being selfishness and model selflessness to maybe people around us who are also selfish? And it was something that I really got to see and get some insight on firsthand when I, so I was at uh, a university, a secular university for a little bit. And I was I was working on the university campus and I was reaching students with with you know message of Jesus and, and bringing them into our church community and. Up until that point, you know, when I'm interacting with just most Aussies, mm. you know, interacting with mm. Aussies, and you, you talk about like selfishness or individualist individualism, and in terms of the West and particularly Australia, because we're very comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, while we do have some places of community and whatnot, it's that community is usually still engulfed in a bit of selflessness. The the community that we have is is revolving around, oh, how can we have a good time together? Like, and, and I see that as, oh, you know, going up the pub with your mates or whatever so you can go drinking and hang out and then go home. It's not necessarily a community that's born out of need. Like, mm. it's, oh, I need to socialize but not a need to support, right? Because I think going up the pub and having some drinks with the boys and getting crazy, I don't, I, I personally, I'm, I am inclined to say that that's not very healthy support. Mm. And, but rather it's, it's born a little bit out of, oh, yeah, we share these experiences, these fun experiences with people ultimately to serve self. But then when we see, when I, when I started interacting with these people at this university, people coming from all over the world, all of a sudden, they're in a foreign country where they don't speak the language very well. They don't have mm-hmm. friends. They don't have mm-hmm. community, and they they have this need of like, oh man, like, and and I would interact with them, and and they're like, oh, you know, I need to find a job. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to fi- find housing or well, a living arrangement. And they come with a whole lot of needs, don't they? That's and also, right. but we are designed by God to have that sense of belonging. That's right. And so when those things are actually met, when they're cared yeah. for, when they're loved, they have a sense of belonging, That's don't right. they? And it taught me so much of, wait, what do people actually need? Mm-hmm. And how can I meet those needs and lead them to Christ? And mm. it was very much getting to what Jesus is showing here. It's like he had compassion towards the people. He saw that they were scattered. He taught, he healed, he fed. And through that, he brought them into unity and community with one another that was that where they were blessing one another. Yes. But also following God based on the truth that he had shared. With and, them. and I love that, that last statement that you were just saying with that about the truth that he was sharing with them and it was drawing them to God. That's right. 
that was the key, wasn't it? It was yeah. drawing them to God by through His compassion and through through the teaching, preaching, and healing. That, yeah. You know, and those things combined with that. And I love the fact that He actually uses the analogy of weary and scattered the sheep like a sheep having no shepherd. Mm. Why did He use that? Because that's exactly what in that time in that area in Israel. You know, I mean, it's such a common thing. Yeah, there. It, that would it have was communicated loads to loads the to them. They yeah. kind of understood that. They, they know, like you know, if the sheep aren't following the shepherd, then mm. basically they are scattering. But it's the shepherd that, when they, they hear the voice, when they hear the noise that is actually made, you know, as he walks with the rod and everything else. Here, Jesus is the good shepherd himself, yeah. and he found the sheep, as in people, scattered. And that's why he had compassion on them mm. in every kind of way. And he's saying, no, let's pull them together and he said the harvest is right people are keen they want to know about jesus we need to share it with them you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different it's come time for our last, last, last quiz question for today. All right. just Yeah, just for today. We've got quiz questions for the rest of the week to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook, which will be drawn on Friday at 8.45 a.m. But, hey, here's the last one for today. This is a fill-in-the-blank. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name... Blank. Oh, I almost said it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's for from Isaiah chapter seven and verse fourteen. Very Advent here this morning. Very Christmassy as we're moving towards that. And Shell is taking every opportunity to to highlight that because. She, she's about it. She loves it. She loves Christmas. Absolutely. Mm. She's got a massive, massive Christmas tree that's almost made a hole in the ceiling in her home. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it looks fantastic. <laughs> she's done a great job. But clue, because we have been kind today and giving clues. Yes. The clue with this one is that it is sung at this time of the year. Yeah. It is okay. sung at this time of the year. There's, lot, there's <laughs> lots of things. People sing about Santa, but that's not his name. So, so no, absolutely not. It was a good clue to do that. It was, it was, you liked it? Was, it? it was vague, but it was, you know what? That's fine too. Zero four nine one. Other ones have been vague. Come on. That's right. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. People are getting correct answers in anyway. So great job again. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name blank zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning. We're continuing in our Bible study. Absolutely, and we're looking at seeking the multitudes. We've just looked at Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-five to thirty-eight. If you've missed out on that, we encourage you to open your Bibles or look it up on your phone. Matthew nine mm. thirty-five to thirty-eight. But now we're going to go to Matthew four. 23 to 25 and mm. it's where Jesus began as he be- Jesus began his ministry and we're going to look at some of the geographic regions or the locations that the people came from that he actually re- uh, reached and took the disciples there with him so again we'll see that theme of teaching preaching and healing comes mm. through because that goes all the way through Jesus's ministry and this is in the beginning of his ministry let's have a look all right in Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 the bible says and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kind of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, 
epileptics, epileptics, yep, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Yeah, and so right here we see him teaching, preaching, and healing, and again Mm. what we see is great multitudes following him. Yeah. Okay. He is the God of heaven, become mm. in, through in, incarnation, has mm. become human in flesh mm. and is modeling what the Father is like, the love of the Father to the people in everything that he does and mm. modeling it then to the disciples. It's who Jesus was. Mm. But here what we find is that multitudes are following him and we find here from the areas, verse 25, it says, from, Gal- from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea and beyond the Jordan. Now, mm. some might actually ask, what's the Decapolis? And, of course, the Decapolis was, you know, a, a, about 10, 10 of the cities combined in an area that were actually Greek, Roman Grecian cities. Mm. Okay. And it was that area that was kind of around, you know, encompassed um, basically where Jerusalem was and Judea and you're looking at Nazareth mm. and, 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 and those areas. And it's the equivalent of today's Jordan, Syria and parts of Jordan and Syria yep. and Israel, of course. It's also a and, sick mm. word, like Decapolis, like, I would I would name my child the capitalist, but it sounds a bit too city y. It, it sounds a little bit less personal, but it's like I'm like Decapolis is a cool as well. And it's mentioned further in the Bible, of course, too. Paul mm. Paul refers to the Decapolis as well. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Grecio Roman cities that and so what we're actually finding here is what it's actually saying is hey, these were people of different backgrounds, of different cultural mm. backgrounds, of different languages, um, and just different ways of living as well. But Jesus Jesus had a heart for them, and more than that, they actually followed him. Don't you love that? Mm. Mm. And and so that's what our I mean our our whole topic here of seeking the multitudes is about is the fact that you know he, he came from all of these areas, and besides Samaria, what, what what regions actually missing is the coastal regions of Tyre and Sidon that we actually mm. cap, um, captured yesterday. That Jesus went out to, to Tyre and Sidon, part of Phoenicia along the Mediterranean Sea in the northwest of Galilee, and of course because we know that the ministry of Jesus and the disciples was largely around the Sea of Galilee, and as I've mentioned, I've been there it's a fabulous area around there but why again what he's saying is don't just stick to your own area get out of your comfort zone Mm. don't wait for people to necessarily come to you he's saying get out of your comfort zone because you now know jesus lawson Absolutely. And somebody else that is one of our listeners who has accepted Jesus into their lives has got this new life Mm. say don't keep that joy to yourself Mm. share it with others Get out of your comfort zone and share that with other people. Something that I love happening here as well that we saw in the previous passage too, it talks about his teaching, healing all kinds of sickness and the disease among the people. We were talking earlier in the show, I was talking about England and some of the church stuff happening there. And my, my big point of like, well, we I was talking about lobbying and government and churches, but I did make a big point that, look, we don't think that compassionate and humanitarian work is a bad thing. Jesus himself is doing it. Oh, like, he's doing it. He is yeah. He is helping people who are sick, who are hungry, who are in need. Yo. It's amazing. But I yep. love this. It says here, like, he's going through all of these places and he's got followers from all of these different all of er- these areas. areas who have been touched by his compassion. Then we come to chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opens his mouth and taught them, saying, so... It goes into, well, the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, and it's such... I mean, we could unpack that in a whole big way another time, but, like, 
the Sermon on the Mount goes from chapter 5 to chapter 7, like yeah. within Matthew. It's just powerful. But it was obviously a priority to Jesus to establish the kingdom of heaven of to heaven. people and to teach the word of God. Oh, yes. And not just do the humanitarian side. That's right. I don't want to be critical of this organization because I, I feel like they've done fantastic words. But I look at uh, an organization such as the Salvation Army, and the reason is because of their recent census statistics that have come out. They have been one of the they biggest. They do a fantastic work. They are doing amazing work. But simultaneously, the Salvation Army has lost more, like uh, percentage-wise, like more members than any other church in Australia. And you think, man, how can that even be possible? Like Salvation Army has one of the best like reputations out of any faith group maybe in the world. Like how can that even happen? And it's because, and that, that was their strategy. They said, okay, let's take our foot off the gas a little bit about, you know, calling ourselves a church and branding ourselves as Christian and, and, and teaching. And we'll just go all in on humanitarian work. And then as a result, you know, people will be one to Jesus. And I agree, like humanitarian works, amazing. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. You're a Seventh-day Adventist. We have Adra. We have all of, we, we believe in this work to reach people. But simultaneously, what is so important is to maintain as Jesus did. And as we see here, he opens his mouth after doing all this humanitarian work. And he says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he points to God. He points to truth. He points to the word of God. And sharing that with people. Absolutely. And so that's that's something for all of us today is to remember, do the humanitarian side, but also teach the kingdom of heaven to people yep. in every way. And so if you're listening to us, as you're listening to us today, we want to encourage you to give Jesus a go in your life. If you mm. haven't yet, give Jesus a go. And if you've already got Jesus and you're walking with Jesus, don't just hold it to yourself. Share the joy and share the kingdom of the heaven of heaven with other people, with of all nations, kindreds, tongues and people. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Time for us to give our answers to our quiz questions. We know our listeners love having that because they've given it a go. We've had lots coming through this morning. Take it away, please, Lawson. Yeah, here we go. When God first appears to Moses, what does he instruct him to remove? His sandals. Yes. And the reason is on holy ground. Hey, there's a burning bush. Um, you know, and and God says to him, take yeah. your sandals off for you are standing on holy ground. Yeah, that's right. And we mentioned there, as I said, it's, it's a very redemptive moment very for redemptive Moses moment. because he's in line for the throne, you could say even. Like he has a connection or a lineage to leadership in Egypt and he loses it all. He kills a man accidentally, like all of these things. <laughs> Despite all of this, God uses him to lead Israel and to lead the Exodus. So exciting. What is was the name of Rebecca's brother? None other than Laban. Yeah. Shifty Laban. Shifty Laban. Yeah, that's right. Gave Leah Doing to Jacob deals. first as the first wife, even though he'd worked seven years for Rebecca and yeah. then had to work another seven years for Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, Ra- sorry, Rachel. Oh, I'm thinking Rachel. You worked seven years for, for <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think all kinds of stuff. Where, 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 where? Yeah, don't worry. We're, we're coming to the end of the show. We're about it. That's right. Similar names. <laughs> Whose name means soil or mankind that is none other than adam Mm. which again reflects that we are all bags of dirt but god has filled us with his spirit and he loves us so much and we now live and have our being in him 
Before becoming a prophet, Amos had two jobs. One was a dresser of a sycamore tree. So he's like a, a, you know, a bit of a gardener, a bit of a landscaper. But then what was his other job? He was a, a shepherd. shepherd from Tekoa. That's right. Classic occupation in, in Israel. And again, he represents a class of prophets that didn't come from mm-hmm. high end or status. High theological background, right. he studies. He didn't yep. grow up in the rabbinical school. He was he was a shepherd. He was tending to his flock. He was tending to his trees. Yet God had a message to speak through him, which I think is powerful. It like, is powerful. He's one of the minor prophets in the Bible. That's yep. right. The whole book. It speaks to, well, what, yeah, one of 40 authors. And it mm. just very much speaks to us of how God can work through people regardless of background. Then finally here, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, Which means... Well, God God with us. Yes. How come sometimes it's Emmanuel with an I and other times it's Emmanuel with an E? That's a fantastic question. You'll see differences in spelling there. And it's simply because of... Language and translation, because obviously when it's written in the book of Isaiah, it's being written in Hebrew and the direct translation that they have from Hebrew to English is like, oh, this syllable is an I sound. But when it's being translated, so then that Hebrew word was then translated into Greek. And then when we translate it into English today, it's coming from the E vowel sound in the Greek sense. So when we see it in the New Testament, it's usually with an E. When we see it in the Old Testament, it's usually with an I. So you'll notice that difference there. And you might and have- also, oh, yeah. And also, Emmanuel with the I is God with us. Mm-hmm. And with an E is God is with us. Oh. And which kind of makes sense when you think about it in the New Testament, you know, not only that it was Greek, but God was with them. Wow. He was really there. Yeah. He was showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so you might have friends this morning. You might have an Emmanuel with an E and an Emmanuel with an I. And you're like, but but they were both named after the Bible, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like they both come from Christian, but what's the deal here? And it's, yeah, it's because that translation. And that song, you know how we gave the, 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 the clue, it was you know, yeah. Emmanuel, God Ah, yeah, Actually, yeah, Amy yeah. Grant sings that one. That's one of my favourite songs. She sings it with Anthem Lights, actually. Mm. And, and we've actually got the Michael Card version Michael coming up very yeah. soon. But, and hey, guys, great work on answering quiz questions. And today. so keep listening on Friday for qu- at quarter to nine for the draw to go in for the, the draw of the Revive Cookbook. Mm. Number eight, you will not regret it. Fantastic recipes. They're healthy recipes, but fantastic ones that, yes, you can use for Christmas as well in every way. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly. Remember to stay online to listen to Tassie Encounters and all our different shows that happen throughout the day. But right now we have a free giveaway. Of course, get ready to text the word book on 0491064669. What's our free giveaway for today? Hey, I've got a giveaway and it's titled this, God's Little Book of Emotional Health. Ah, by Elliot nice. Misiendo. I'm going to say Misiendo. Wow. It's it's an interestingly is that a Spanish name? name? No, 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 no. It's M S I E N D E O. So I I think Misiendo. Or I I think it's more like having a two consonants like M to S. I'm thinking maybe it's like more African or okay. whatever it may be. Hey, look, it's a book that we want to give you absolutely for free. It's just all about this the advice the scripture gives about emotional health. 
That's fantastic. I want to be emotionally healthy. I want that emotional health to be based on what the Bible says. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct... Well, you don't need to text any correct answers, guys. All you need to do is be fast. You need to be the first text through. Text the word book to 0491-064-669 and you'll go straight into no draws. You'll win. Absolutely. And the promise we want to leave you with for today, Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So remember for today to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.